Welcome back to The Forge, the official podcast of Blacksmith Ministries. Podcasts have played a crucial role in the development of my spiritual life, and I pray these messages will do the same for you. My sincere desire is that these messages, these recordings, these Q&A sessions with the team will awaken a passion for Jesus inside of you. Today, we are not in the upper room. Today, we are in the basement, (laughs) so to speak, the garage. And I have the absolute honor and privilege to be here with one of our worship leaders and one of our prayer leaders for Blacksmith Ministries. That would be the power couple, the dynamic duo, the Batman and Robin, (laughs) Matt and Hannah Baggett. I can't tell you how much I appreciate them, uh, how much I love them. Uh, We have known each other. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I almost forgot. And the man, the myth, the legend himself, their baby, Samuel. Did you catch her name, Hannah, and then their son, Samuel? Get you some of that. So we've been connected for quite some time through the Ramp School of Ministry, and when it came time to develop a ministry team, I had to go after Metallica Matt, as I call him, because this (laughs) dude just shreds it on the guitar. He just absolutely shreds it. So we have turned our prayer meeting tonight into a podcast session, and we've been wanting to record a podcast together for quite some time. And here's the opportunity. So we go straight into a prayer meeting, into a podcast recording, because there's something we want to talk about. Yes, say it to me, brother. He says, I have something to say, and so you got to hear me. So we want to take room for that. Master Samuel. We want to talk about fear. Uh, now, we did a podcast with Blake and Shelby, Laracy, some time ago. They're also worship leaders for Blacksmith Ministries, and we talked about fear and Blake's testimony on fear and how he overcame it. Hannah has a testimony. She has a revelation, and we want to. We just want to jump straight in. We're still dealing with this coronavirus. Uh, what are we, two weeks in, three weeks in with the uh, shutdown? So... Hannah, from your perspective in this uh, ongoing cycle, if you will, sound like Dusty Roads, if you will, <laughs> if people know who Dusty Roads are, this ongoing drama of the coronavirus and how people are just seem to be gripped with fear, and I believe you've got a word and a revelation on that. So, Hannah, share with us your revelation on fear. So fear has been a big part of my testimony as well. Um, even whenever I was in RSM, I uh, had a, a vision, if you will, of pieces, different pieces of my life. And I just saw them come together with a green goo. And Holy Spirit said that I had allowed fear to be the glue that held me together. So um, that was a big thing for me to get freedom from. Um, and just going into this coronavirus thing, everywhere you look, it's almost like everyone's just gripped by fear, um, in the community, you know, people's, one of the, uh, foundational things that people need, that humans need is security. And we're missing that security of, if I leave my house, am I going to come in contact with someone who has been exposed to this virus? And so I was reading, um, a book the other day and this scripture was really highlighted to me, Romans five nineteen for just as so that Just as through the disobedience of one man, the many were made sinners. So also through the obedience of one man, many will be made righteous. And I know 
that's talking about Jesus and it's talking about the first Adam versus the second Adam and Jesus making many righteous. But the application, I was praying about it. I was like, God, what is the obedience that you require from us in our day-to-day life? And I was immediately brought back to love others as you love yourself. So in talking about fear, you know, we, we were talking about earlier, you know, we almost want to say that the opposite of fear is love, but it's not because love casts out all fear. Fear, it's not even a battle. It's not even an option. Whenever love enters the room, fear has to leave. So if all of us as individuals, as Christians, stand up and say, you know what, I understand that the way that you're acting is out of the lack of security that you have in your life, and I'm going to love you, and I'm going to bring in the security of the Father that I know and we can see this fear that's shaken the earth, that's shaken the world. We can see it begin to dissipate and, and just to leave um, as quickly as it's come in, I believe. Hannah, that is so powerful. And this is how you know when you're prophetic, is when while you're speaking, prophecy and revelation just hits the room. So while you're speaking, this grand revelation hits me, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Jesus, who's the perfect illustration, representation, demonstration, whatever stration you want of the Father is love, right? God is love. Jesus comes to the earth to a bunch of people who are afraid. And what are they afraid of? God's wrath. All they've known in the Old Testament is God's judgment on sin. They're so afraid. They don't have any security. The very thing that you're talking about where people are afraid they don't have any security because they're afraid they're going to get sick. They deep down are afraid that they're going to be judged for their sin. And they're hearing even some in the church are saying this is a judgment on sin. So Jesus, even in his ministry, he saw people that were gripped by fear. The fear of the judgment because they saw him as God. They didn't see God as God and father in the kingdom of heaven it's not either an or it's and and both he is god and he's father they didn't have a revelation that he was a father they didn't have a revelation yeah it's getting thick in here already <laughs> you know that's what revelation does man the holy ghost he just starts revealing jesus this is what the holy spirit does jesus is revealing god as father and a good father he's not a mean wicked stepfather so, hey, Hannah, tell us a little bit about your testimony. We would love to hear that. <laughs> if Matt can stand it. <laughs> so, I, yeah, my testimony is just a little, you know, I grew up in church. I was, you know, I, I, I grew up in church. You know, you wouldn't think, I really, for a long time, I thought I didn't have a testimony. I honestly did. I thought that I grew up in church. You know, I've always loved Jesus. I've always had a heart that burned for Jesus. And it wasn't until I began to, I guess, come to RSM and and begin to be a wife that I realized all of this fear that I grew up with of, and, and like I said, I don't know where it came from. Um, I remember, you know, climbing trees as a kid and just speaking that scripture over and over again. God did not give me a spirit of fear. God did not give me a spirit of fear. And uh, 
I don't know where it, it just has always, always gripped me. Panic attacks, depression, even all through high school. Um, and finally in RSM, I got called out, uh, in the middle of class by Pastor Jacob Peterson and the Holy Spirit was moving in class and he said, girl with the beanie. <laughs> he said, Holy Ghost, because I was standing there and I was shaking and I was trying not to show it. Like I was like, God, I'm in the middle of class. This is not happening. But he called me out and I got delivered from fear in the middle of class in a way that I didn't even know that it was there. And so it was just this big journey of God pulling different pieces out of my life and being like, hey, this little bit of fear came in here. Let's talk about this. And so it's just been this journey that I've been on of almost like self-realization and realizing who I am in the Father because that's where my security comes from. So that's... (laughs) Metallica met. Now... Y'all probably know Matt by hearing the this wicked chords that he plays and how he shreds. Do you even use that term anymore? Shredding for I get, do. okay. Yes, I'm not like a skateboard and shredding, but like playing. <laughs> he does both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So so Matt, tell us about um your testimony. I remember you told me this past summer about it, and it was just ridiculous. <laughs> just absolutely ridiculous. I no, had no idea until you told me. So people you're so blessed tonight. What a blessing. You get to hear not only Hannah's revelation about fear and what's going on with the coronavirus and how people are talking about judgment and it lacked the security. You're hearing her testimony about fear. Uh, you're going to hear another testimony that will just blow your mind about how the love of God came into a person uh, that we would judge by society's standards. There's no way this person's getting saved. Yeah. There's just no way. Yeah. So, Matt, lay it on us. I'm going to try and hold it together because I – look, y'all are blowing me away 100%. I'm sitting here just listening to all this revelation just being passed around, and I'm just sitting here just intoxicated. Duh. <laughs> I mean, holy ghost. Yeah. Uh, Where shall I begin? Um, Let me kind of collect my thoughts for a moment. So – uh, I guess I'm going to start off. Uh, home life was amazing. I had two wonderful, loving parents. I had an amazing sister. Uh, we fought like cats and dogs, but, I mean, that's siblings. Right. Praise God. Um, I believe it, it started around whenever I was uh, six or, uh, I'd say, about seven or eight. My parents split up, and uh, for a while I didn't really get to see my dad and that kind of started uh, steamrolling, and really, we just never went to church. Really, didn't know who Jesus was until I was like twelve. Wow! It was just church was never brought up. It was never a, a thing, and uh, we just had we always had so much going on in our lives. It just I just never. I, I think I went to church once or twice with my cousins, and uh, I remember very well one time I basically had the flu (laughs) so I didn't really get to hear anything I was too busy being in the bathroom throwing up so (laughs) wonderful um so on a very early age I just I guess I kind of self-identified as an atheist because I just 
God, who is that? I don't know. No one's taught me anything about it. No one's presented Jesus to me at this point. So, uh, so in going into high school, I started uh, delving into drugs, alcohol, started smoking marijuana on a very, very uh, regular basis every day. In the morning, I'll drive to school, smoke a joint, uh, go to P.E., smoke up, <laughs> go home, smoke marijuana on the way home. Wow. And, uh, I, I, and I really don't know how I got away with it for so long. It really blows my mind that I didn't get busted. I guess that was God keeping me out of jail. Because <laughs> I really should have went to jail yeah. for how stupid I, I was being, but kids are kids. <laughs> and, uh, man... So, and uh, it started delving into uh, pornography. I had a pornography addiction whenever I was 13, very young, to uh, be dealing with that. Then it started escalating into homosexuality. I uh, wasn't receiving the the love that I, I uh, felt like I, I was supposed to get from my dad, and that that morphed and twisted into seeking sexual love from other men and uh so I, I was delving into homosexuality and uh this all was just culminating people just knew me as uh troublesome and uh that that stoner kid that was just always so baked out of his mind you don't know how he could walk but he <laughs> he managed to make it to english on time and was still making good grades don't know how don't know how by the grace of God, that's literally it, how I could get out of my car and walk to first period. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, during lunch period, we'd all sit around at the table and uh, just talk and stuff. And I had one kid, he was about a year young, a year or two younger than me. His name was Devin Lauderdale. I'm going to... I'm gonna throw him out there. It, I pray he. I pray he listens on, to this. Man. I really do. On, we called him Chippy. I'll call him Chippy for the rest of this. Um. And uh, one day he sat next to me. He said, "Dude, why don't you come to church with me?" And I was like, oh, <laughs> "What?" And he asked me again. He's like, "Yeah, I think you'd have fun. It's, it's you know, it's a real fun time. We got a good youth group and everything. Just why don't you just come to church with us?" And I said, "Oh man, thank you." I really appreciate it, but uh, I'm gonna have to pass. I, I I didn't like to be that very confrontation yeah. confrontational person in general, because you know you ask, some people have such fear of approaching an atheist and like, hey, right. you want to go to church? And they're like, oh, oh, I got you now. Right. But I, I just didn't I didn't think that was ever really appropriate. So I just let him down easily. No, no, thank you. But he the thing with him is he was so persistent. <laughs> He kept every day for two weeks or so. He would ask me, hey, why don't you come to church? No, no, thank you. Why don't you come to church? No, thank you. He started getting on my nerves. Hey, man, you want to come to church with me this Wednesday? Yes. If you if you will stop asking me, I will go. So I go to church. It's this little church off this back road that's actually about five minutes from my house where I grew up. And uh, little seat, little Church of Christ. I go in. I start meeting with everyone. Start talking and just kind of conversating. 
and everyone was treating me so like I didn't have a problem like there was nothing wrong with me and that was that first inkling of the love of God that I was seeking after so I started like okay all right this is this is pretty cool he's got me all right so I don't go that Sunday but I go back that Wednesday and I start I start feeling things and I'm like okay I don't really want to smoke that joint right now I think I'm gonna pass this evening I just don't feel I just don't feel like it I don't feel like taking these pills to go to sleep or anything whatever I, th- I think I'm just gonna go go on with it and it just it kept it steamrolled and one night one Wednesday night I was just beside myself and church let out and I, I stayed in the pew and I, but I kept feeling this urge of, I was so accepted. I finally realized that God accepts me. He loves me. And I was like, I can't leave until I get baptized. I can't leave until I get baptized in water. And one of the deacons was like, Matt, are you going to go? I said, I can't. He said, what do you mean you can't? I said, I, I have to accept Jesus in my heart tonight. And I'm, I'm not going to leave until I do. And he's like, okay and he went he built the baptism up with the warmest water i didn't have any change of clothes or anything i just hopped in there and he baptized me in water that night oh my gosh and i accepted jesus into my heart it was a cold november night in 2011 2012 yeah so praise god that is an amazing testimony so Shout out to Devin Chippy and um, never stop asking because we don't know what people are going through. We don't, we don't know what people are dealing with. He had no idea probably that you were dealing with all of those things. I mean, you're dealing with a multitude of issues and you're dealing with, you know, using drugs and marijuana and pills and not even believing in God's existing, and then delving into the sexual immorality part, yeah. and it's just all kinds of stuff. And you know, the church world would look at you and say, "There's no way this guy's getting saved," and he doesn't even want to go to church. He only goes because a friend just won't stop asking, and just tells him, "Okay, I'll go," just to get you off my back. And then you go there, and you just start. You feel the love of God <laughs> in your heart to the point where you don't even want to use drugs anymore. Yeah. And then you won't even leave after service is over. You're like, I'm not leaving till I get baptized. So the love of God, the love of God will chase you down. The love of God will deliver you from fear. The love of God will deliver you from marijuana. The love of God will deli- deliver you from sexual immorality. The love of God will deliver you from anything. The love of God. I don't know what we should call the podcast. Maybe the love of God. <laughs> It's amazing. It's just the love of God. He loves us so much. The love of God, he over, I don't say he overlooks our sin. I think he looks past it. Like he, like he, root, the sin is not the root issue. 
You know, that's like on the surface level. What's in it, he looks past the sin into the heart and he sees what the human heart is longing for. The acceptance, the love, the affirmation. And he goes right to it and he begins to fill that heart. And then the desire for sin begins to even leave because you're being filled with the real thing. That's the love of God. It's the real thing. Oh, oh, I didn't preach myself happy. The love of God. The love of God, it surpasses all understanding. So, you know what we need to do? We need to pray for people that are still battling with fear, that are battling with uh, addiction to drugs, uh, dealing with not even believing that God is real, sexual immorality. Uh, There is absolutely zero ounce of condemnation if you're dealing with that. We've all sitting here in this basement, in this garage, have dealt with, you know, a lot of those issues, all of them combined. And we have been supernaturally delivered by the love of God. And we have not looked back. We don't want to go back because we have tasted the real thing. Taste and see that the Lord is good. So, Hannah, uh, you are one of the... (laughs) <laughs> Matt shaking over here, Hannah. Hannah, we want to. You're the prayer leader, one of the prayer leaders with Caitlin on the Blacksmith Ministries team. So I think it's very appropriate that you close out this podcast if you would lead us in praying for people uh, dealing with these issues. So Hannah, take it away. God. We bless your name, Father. Lord, for everything that you've done tonight, God, where you have taken what was supposed to be just a a run-of-the-mill prayer meeting, and you have turned it into a divine appointment, God. I thank you for that, Father. Lord, and I just thank you, God, for every person, Lord, that this podcast touches their ears, God. Lord, I thank you, Father God, that it would penetrate their hearts, Father, Lord, and that you would begin to show yourself in a very real way, God. Lord, just like we talked about that the coronavirus has taken almost over the world, God, Lord, and this fear has grown the world, Father. Lord, I thank you, God, that this is an open door opportunity for your love to stand even taller, God, for your love to grip the world, for your heart to grip the world, God. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, Lord, even bringing it down to the basics of Christianity, God, that you loved us so much, Father, that you sent your only son to die for us, Jesus, so that we could live in eternity, God, that we could live in heaven now, God. Lord, we just bless you, Father. God, I thank you, Father God, that your love breaks down doors, Father, in our hearts, God. And I thank you, God, that whenever it invades, Lord, everything else has to leave, God. Fear has to leave. The desire to sin even leaves, God. Lord, we thank you, Father God, that you are better Jesus, you're better, you're better, you're better than anything, God, that we could ever be dealing with in our hearts. And I just want to go ahead and give the open invitation that if there's anything in your heart and in your life that you're dealing with right now, that you just give it to God and surrender it because he's not going to look at you the way that the judge and a jury looks at someone who's guilty. He's going to look at you like the, the prodigal son or the prodigal son's father looked at his son and he ran to his son and he put his cloak on his back. God, we thank you, Father God, Lord, that no matter what we've done, Father, that you love us, that you accept us right where we are, God, Lord, and it's not even an issue, God, where we have to, God, that you, whenever you invade, God, Lord, we want 
to get rid of these things, Father God. Lord, we don't want to hold on to this sin anymore. We don't want to hold on to this shame anymore, Father God, because Jesus, you are so much better. So God, we thank you for your love. We thank you, God, for freedom, freedom, freedom in the mighty name of Jesus. And the church said amen. Friends, it's been an absolute honor and privilege to be with you tonight. Check us out next time on The Forge. God bless.